Hello, hello, hello. I am your Ted Allen, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to Oh, oh God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Folks, once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz, and here we are. Yes, guys. First and foremost, I have a pimple behind my ear, and why? 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 <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't the first thing you were expecting to hear out there, but I do. And why? Why? Why do pimples need to appear behind ears. And why do they hurt so much? Why? Can someone explain this to me? I am not a Dr. Pimple Popper watcher. I think it's a really gross and I want to vomit. And <laughs> I'm just really mad because I'm wearing headphones right now while I record, obviously. And this pimple freaking hurts. Ow. What are your pimple uh, go-to remedies out there? Do you have any um, are you like toothpaste people, alcohol people, Vicks VapoRub people? I love that I'm going down a pimple highway right now. <laughs> but I'm almost 41, and I don't understand why I am still getting pimples, especially behind my ears, you know? Like, how does that happen? I'm going to blame the mask of it all for sure, but I mean... It's annoying, and yeah, are you with me out there? Are you with me? Well, if you've guessed it or not, I am solo on today's podcast. Unfortunately, my guest this week had to cancel, and you know what? That's the joys of doing a, po a weekly podcast and recording, you know, a weekly niche podcast, I should say, with some fabulous, you know, LGBTQ uh, food people that I am, you know, sometimes just at the whim of people's schedules. And sometimes it doesn't work out. But you know what? That guest I am so excited to have on. And they will get here. They will get here. But you know what? You're stuck with me and just me today. And I love a solo pod moment sometimes. And I know that you do out there pimples or pimple free. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm obviously in a weird mood um, this week, but it is all good. So, you know what? Let me stop beating around the bush and let's get to the getting on here because I need to wish you on this day in the grand tradition of In Yo Mouth. I need to wish you all out there happy National Vanilla Cupcake Day. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. I wonder why Johnny Carson is my <laughs> is my go-to theme music. Is it the old homosexual of it all? Hmm. National Vanilla Cupcake Day. Let's discuss vanilla cupcakes. Um, Sprinkles Cupcakes makes a good vanilla cupcake. You know what? Little bake shop here. Little cupcake bake shop in the city. There's one in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, near Mama Gladys' house. And there's one down in Soho. They make the best strawberry cupcake I've ever had. And I know you're probably out there thinking, Bitch, you just said it's National Vanilla Cupcake Day. But now you talking... Strawberry cupcakes. Well, yes, because, you know, I like my cupcakes like I like my men with flavor and strawberry. I don't uh, <laughs> I don't know. Vanilla cupcakes. I think Sprinkles has a... Does Sprinkles cupcakes still exist in this city? Let me look that up. Sprinkles cupcakes. Um, I obviously... Love running my mouth in the city. Sprinkles Cupcakes. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. They're on the Upper East Side still. They were the ones, if you don't know out there, who invented the cupcake ATM. And you go and you put your card in and you pay for a cupcake or like six or whatnot. And they all come out of this ATM. It was like huge. I wonder if that thing is still around. Oh, my goodness. I, but I like a vanilla cupcake with like chocolate frosting. It can't just be all vanilla. I don't know. I haven't had a cupcake in a long time, and it has to be moist, you know, because my cupcakes are moist and delicious and not dry and tasteless like one Dorothy Zbornak, right, for all you Golden Girls fans out there. Well, you know what? No matter what you celebrate out there, whether it's vanilla cupcakes, strawberry cupcakes, or just these cakes found in my pants, honey, I am going to wish you happy National Vanilla Cupcake Day. And if you have a favorite vanilla cupcake or, like, vanilla cupcake recipe, send it my way. Send it my way. You know what I've been exploring lately? Like, really, like, really super easy cakes. Like, I love a, mu a mug cake, you know. Like, if do you have, like, super simple, like, you know, three-ingredient cupcake like that you make in an oven, make in an air fryer? I don't know. Send it to me. Uh, I'm here for it all. Um, and, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. And moving right along into this day in gay history. Um, obviously, there's nothing happening on November 10th in this day in gay history. Well, that's sad. <laughs> I just pulled it up, and that was even... <laughs> A surprise to me. Usually I'm ahead of the game, but since uh, my guest canceled last minute, I was like pulling it together and I was like, I, you know what? I am so busy these days because there uh, there's major things on the horizon that like I was like, I got to get this in and get this done to bring the content to you, my fabulous listeners. And I guess on November 10th, you know what? The gays were busy, honey. The gays were busy. We were not causing any commotion 
out there in the streets, you know. Maybe some gays are causing commotion right now because you hear the siren in the background. They're, they're, they're coming for something or someone. <laughs> oh, my God. I had the pleasure of seeing, you know, acquaintance and sister friend Miss Queen Jean last night at a fabulous book launch event. Queen Jean is an activist. She's a costumer. Um, she has been doing the work through the pandemic. She was out in the street fighting for black lives, fighting for black trans lives. They put her on the out 100 list because of that, because she was, I forget how many days consecutively that she was out in the streets just protesting and like trying to save lives and make change. So shout out to Queen Jean on this day in gay history. That will be my this day in gay history moment. On this day in gay history, I saw, you know, I, I hope that she becomes a bigger friend, but acquaintance, Queen Jean, I support you. If you don't know her, go follow her on the Instagrams, right? I think it's Q-W-E-E-N-G-J-E-A-N on Instagram. I could pull that up really quick. Why don't I do that? Instagram.com. <laughs> Here it is. There's my beautiful face, Queen Jean. And no, I'm not editing any of this out. Queen Jean. Q U. Yep, there she is. Q W E E N underscore J E A N. Go give her all the love on this day in gay history because she is doing the work for the people, with the people, living in, you know, living in the stead and in the path that uh, Martha, jo uh, Martha P. Johnson and so many other others, uh, you know, have paved before us. She is doing the work and shout out to you on this day in gay history. Yes. So moving right along, we are solo today on the pod. Oh my goodness. Big things happening in the life of Munoz these days. I just filmed something with um, you know, a big foodster out there who happens to be friend with one Snooky, one Miss Nicole, I think she goes by now, uh, today that's coming out in January. There's some other things. Listen, y'all, I need all the prayers, all the good thoughts, all the things coming my way because throughout December, all this stuff is coming my way, um, or allegedly on the table and... And I hope it comes through. So send me all your good vibes out there because I need them. And it's only going to help me propel forward as, you know, one of the few queer Latino voices in food out there. And it's also, you know, going to help me bring you more fab content. And you get to see more of this, more of this beautiful face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That aside, you know, it was my friend Richard's birthday last week, and we went out. We got to go to the summit. Oh, my God. If you're not, if you're in the city uh, throughout the holidays or at any point, you know, I love my city. This is where I grew up. I am born and bred. Nobody is more New York than me, I, I think, right? Maybe Suzanne Barch because she lives in that Chelsea hotel and, you know, she's been there forever. But, like... Grew up in Brooklyn, live in Times Square, you know, doing the thing. And um, I love my city. And some of these experiences that have come up or like that, you know, the, the city tourism board has created or whomever owns these places like The Edge or The Summit, they're real fabulous, honey. They are real fabulous. So The Summit is 91 floors up 
um, right above Grand Central Station here in New York City, there is stunning panoramic views of Manhattan. Um, you got all the photos with like the Empire State Building, the Chrysler Building. But the thing is, it's like all these panoramic views and then the floor, walls and ceilings are all mirrors and lights. And so it's a little disorienting. Like I had a little bit of vertigo, maybe because I'm old, but <laughs> I had a little bit of vertigo, you know, once I got there. And but it's because you don't know which end is up, you know, and so I was like, woo, but it's really, really cool. And it's there's all these different rooms with experiences. I say don't get the elevator unless you've never been to New York. Right. There's like an add on. There's like the basic just entrance. There's one that you can have, um, you know, a cocktail. And then there's another one with an elevator. And if the elevator took you like all the way, all the way, all the way up, I'd say yes. But the elevator is only like the last like five floors up after you get to the top. And yeah, if you've never been here before, yes, it's cool. But like, you know, the COVID of it all, in my opinion, and I still love the summit, right? I am not putting down the summit whatsoever. But in my opinion, I don't think it's necessary and it's expensive enough as is. So, uh, but if you if you need the full experience, absolutely do it. The elevator also scared me a little because it's a little, it's a little cramped and with the COVIDisha of it all, you know, even though I'm vaxxed and waxed and ready for the sex. But, you know... Um, I didn't think it was absolutely necessary, but the cocktail was cute. The entire experience of just being in the space and, and the experience created was really, really awesome. Um, they make you wear these booties because like, you know, all the mirrors of it all, and they don't want you dirtying the mirrors with like city dog poop and, and human poop and vomit and food and whatever else is on the city streets here, rat, rat guts and bird guts and whatever else. Um, so I get it, but like, it's not, it's not the cutest for a full length photo. So like come with, you know, come correct, uh, with a photo that matches like, you know, shoe booties, plastic shoe booties and, and yeah, go. It's a, it's a terrific, terrific, terrific experience. And I love my city. And that is a, that's a, a love letter moment for my city. But what I, what I was getting at, we went to Korean barbecue. Oh, my God. Uh, haven't been to Korean barbecue in forever in K-Town. Stunning, delicious. Oh, my God. If you've never been, go. Expensive, but worth every last cent because it's just so delicious. And it's a meal designed that can be very guilt-free. Very, very guilt-free, you know? Um, you know, uh, proteins... Uh, you you can opt out for the rice, but like if you're splitting rice between four people, a bowl of rice, you're not eating that that much rice. I barely had a cup of rice, you know. Um, tons and tons of delicious vegetables. Not very, nothing is very oily or greasy, and the food is fan freaking tastic. But where I'm going with this, finally, get to the point, Munoz, is that. We had a very, very interesting conversation about Ms. Anne Burrell. And I know, where did I forget how it even came up? I probably brought it up because I was the only foodster, like, you know, like deep in the food world, especially like the gay food world of it all. And I'm about to have a conversation with y'all. And I'm, I want to preface this with I live for Anne Burrell. You know what? I want her to be the happiest person ever. Like, I wish her nothing but happiness. I support you. 
I am all with you. Yes, 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 and yes, Miss Amberell. Live your life, because I don't know you, and you don't know me. But the Wendy Williams of it all is that we all know Amberell as, like, you know, the big lesbian with the cockatoo hair, right? Right. <laughs> That's not shade. It's just it's just who she is, and she's loud, and she's funny, and and she was dating uh, what's her bucket, another famous uh, lesbian chef uh, that was on Iron Chef and whatnot, and and yeah, she had a coming out, right? And then, uh, as you may have seen, right, she is now married to a man once again. Good for you. The fluidity of it all, the bisexuality of it all. We support everyone here. But we got into an interesting discussion about, about confusing, like the confusion of it all. And I was like, well, you know, there's, there's like, this is a multi-layered cake that we shouldn't care about, but like that society has made us care about in a weird way. And it's, it's all so weird and... Like I said, uh, I'm in full support, but the thi- my my soapbox was because the 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 thing I've been hearing, not even from that table, but from other people, right? That like uh, have seen the article and brought it up to me because they know how deep in the food world I am. Is like, wait, wasn't she a lesbian? Wait, wasn't she a lesbian? Is the first thing right off the bat, and I was like, well, yes, but now she's married to a man, right? Maybe maybe she had another coming out as like bi or fluid or. Or, you know, Pan or one of the many other delicious labels out there. Good for her. There is none of that out there. I, in deep diving, though, I did find out that Ted Allen, not on purpose, like, and like in like a throwaway kind of comment, right? Because he didn't, he didn't know that she wasn't out, outed her on a radio show many, many years ago. And then she came out and she was with, um, What's her name over here from... This is an article from Distractify. Oh, Corin Grievison. I don't know her. But Corin Grievison was her longtime uh, girlfriend's name. And they were slated to get married in 2012. And then later that year, um, broke up for whatever reason. Um, probably for a good reason, because they broke up. Hello. But my stance was, is that... You know, in this world of like social media and celebianism uh, or celebrityism, you know, you come out and it's this big thing, and people make a big deal out of out of it, right? Because for some reason, it's a big deal, right? Because you know, society puts all these freaking things on us, and so then now you're married to a man, which I'm in full support. Yeah, like live your life, like. I could care less. But that my thing was, is that, oh, we're not going to make a comment about this. We're going to leave. We're just going to leave people guessing, even the gays guessing, being like, wasn't she a lesbian? And once again, none of our business at the end of the day. But at the same time, I was like, wait a minute. Like the Food Network of it all, because all the all we're seeing, and no shade Food Network, but like all shade and all t- and no tea. But all we're seeing is like, Republican Reed Drummond and, you know, Guy Fieri, like, who did a lot of great work during the pandemic to save bars and restaurants. But, like, that's all we're seeing. And so, like, Food Network caters to a lot of middle America, right? And a lot of these food shows do. And so when somebody like Amberell has this major coming out and so on and so forth, and 
the audience is largely, you know, white middle America. It's these same people, the Bible Belt people, the uh, the anti-gay people, the, you know, the people we're talking about, not not y'all in your mouth listeners, but like it's them that they're like, oh, there the gays go acting up again. Oh, you see, it was a choice. Oh, this and that. And they don't understand. And so I was like, is there some, so my question was, is there some sort of responsibility because of the celebrityism of it all for an explanation? Even though I don't think she needs to explain herself to anybody because she needs to live her life. But it's the standard that we as a society, myself included, have created about being all up in other people's business and needing an explanation. You know what I mean? Like, it's the Wendy Williams of it all. But I just didn't like leaving people confused when we're trying to literally make strides and we're still getting beaten and killed and thrown off buildings. And, you know, there's anti-gay things happening in, even in this city, you know? What, what are your thoughts about it? What are your thoughts about it? And once again, like, like I said, I will forever support you and your choices. Like, because it's none of my business and I don't know you. But it is our business because it's all over the place, right? Because the media has made it our business, right? And, and yeah, it's, it was just a really, really interesting conversation we got into about all these things that I've mentioned. And, and then I was talking to my friend Michael today and he was like, he was like, you know what? But even if she did explain herself, it wasn't going to change the minds of those people that were going to judge her anyway about it. Facts, the facts, America, simply facts. And so, yeah, yeah. How's that for some food for thought? Huh? <laughs> it's all really, really interesting. And she seems very, very much in love. I saw all the videos from Alex Gornichelli's, uh Instagram. She, uh, she put out all of that out there. But what are your thoughts? I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Write to me. You know what, y'all? Y'all need to write to me because I get a ton of listeners every week. And y'all don't want to talk to me. And I, I wish I had thousands of friends out there, right? And you all are my friends through the radio, obviously. And you know, I try. There is there is very little hate in my body. Hate doesn't very exist. I may not like some things or some people, but as long as you're doing good out there in the world, I support you, right? We may not agree on certain things, but yeah, I support you. But you know, and I, this is what I'm saying. I am in full support of whatever Amber is doing because she's not hurting nobody, right? And she seems happy as can be. You know what I mean? I was just like, why am I feeling confused about this? It's so weird. And it's stupid media and stupid social media just, you know, involving us in other people's lives. But then again, we're part of the problem. Ooh, she, she Wendy Williams burped on air. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. No, but like it's we're part of the problem, too, because we are a society now that forever puts all of our information out there as well. Anywho, I would love to know your thoughts. That's really, that's really like the soapbox I wanted to get on today. And it's not really a soapbox, but like a conversation I wanted to have with you all out there and, and give you a little bit of food for thought today. And you know what? As long as we can be supportive of each other, no, no matter what stripes we wear on what day, like, like, why not? Why not, right? So this is this is a shout out to you, Amberell, for 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 living your best life and for being happy, right? And giving 
no fucks what anybody thinks, right? Because you're the, you're the only one, and that matters, and your happiness is the only thing that matters. I just, I just wish that the world was different. That's it. That is it. You know, and here the popo come for me again, just running my mouth. <laughs> I don't know what's happening today, but I think now is a great time to take you to my favorite part and what I think is your favorite part of the podcast, a little something I like to call... As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Food news update! Food news? Food news? honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News update. The Empire State Building has its own beer, and you can only buy it on the 86th floor. Yeah, isn't that cute? I love this. I love this. And I thought it, like, went well with my, you know, my television, my radio ad for the summit here in New York, too. I can't remember when the last time I was up on top of the Empire State Building. Maybe it's time to go again, you know? Why not? Well, as per usual, thank you, Food and Wine. Not a sponsor, but for always keeping me, you know, in the know and, you know, up to date with my food news. So this is a collaboration between New York City Brewers. View from the top of the Empire State Building Hazy IPA can be enjoyed at a pop-up beer shop in the observatory this month. That's really cool. I'm I'm not a beer girl. You know, but like every once in a blue moon, uh, you see what I did there? Blue moon. <laughs> I'll I'll have a beer. Um, I was just in in P Town for Spooky Bear for Halloween weekend, and uh, Provincetown has a great brewing company, Provincetown Brewing Company, and you know I sampled their wares, you know, once or twice while I was there, but um, yeah, apparently it is not unca- uh, uncommon to travel far and wide to score rare beers. But what about traveling high? One of the world's tallest buildings has just gotten its own exclusive beer. And if you want to try it, you'll have to head up 86 floors. It was introduced this week. Top of the Empire State Building Hazy IPA is a new beer sold exclusively at the legendary New York City skyscraper, arriving courtesy of the Manhattan Craft Beer Retail Chain, Craft and Carry, which brewed it in collaboration with Brooklyn's Five Boroughs Brewing. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> I need some of these straight people on here. Maybe like uh, Joe Sanagato and um, what's that guy that he's always acting a fool? Like their, to- their totes bros acting a, a fool. I bet you they'd have a lot to say about this. Um, yeah, so last month, in celebration of its 90th anniversary this year, the Empire State Building served beer at its 86th observatory floor for the first time courtesy of the Bronx Brewery, part of a larger pop-up program that began in August. 
This month, suds are still being slung as Kraft and Carrie move in with their own pop-up featuring a mix of six different New York-made beers and ciders, including the exclusive ESB IPA. That's Empire State Building IPA. The pop-up also features a few food items, one of which is as iconic to New York as the Empire State Building itself, slices of Ms. Junior's cheesecake. Yes, I love a Junior's cheesecake, you know? But, like, you need a lot of room and a lot of lactate. At least I do. <laughs> Actually, lactose digestives. If y'all out there haven't discovered the lactose digestives, uh, get into it. I am not a doctor, but I love to play one on the radio. Consult your physician and get into a lactose digestive. It has changed my life, at least. You know, um, Craft and Carry describes this hazy IPA as offering a tropical traffic jam of flavor. Flaked oats balance heavy Amarillo and Citra hop additions. Bumper to bumper deliciousness. Yes. Well, they can pull up to my bumper, baby. <laughs> Adding to the Empire State Building flair, the can features art... Uh, the can art features a photo of the tower's built-in binoculars, recognizable by the tourists from any era. Wow. I love that. I love these, like, New York City tidbits. Um, it really makes New York... It's like, this, it's like the sprinkles on top of the cherry that's on top of the cake that's already really, really fabulous, you know? It's like one of those Buddy Velastro cakes, and it's like that finishing touch, these, like, little, like, hidden gems of New York City where you, like, get to go and you get to try these, like, exclusive little things, but they're, like, not so exclusive. I mean, I guess, I guess unless you can't afford to go up to the 86th floor of the Empire State Building, because I'm sure it's not cheap, right? Because if it's anything like that summit, that summit was was worth it. But she she was she cost a pretty penny, honey, to to get some panor just to go up ninety one floors in a building, you know, just to take an elevator. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like I may not be here for beer all the time, but this beer can certainly pull up to my bumper, baby. Mariah Carey responds to a bar that banned All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> I mean, I've been telling y'all, the holidays, the holidays are upon us, and the girls are fighting. <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. The Stonely Pea Bar in Dallas has once again put strict limitations on the pop singer's seasonal hit. I mean, this is so funny. Listen, all sorts of things are happening already. You know, Halloween candy's on sale. Like, Christmas decorations are already up and out at most of the major retailers. And Mariah Carey's inescapable All I Want for Christmas is You has jingled and jangled its way to number 40 on Apple Music's list of top 100 songs in the U.S. So for the past three years, um, this Stonely P Bar, I wonder what that stands for, uh, in Dallas, has banned their customers from playing All I Want for Christmas is You. 
Um, there's a sign on their jukebox, and it's taped there on the front that reads, in all caps, mind you, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You will be skipped if played before December 1st. After December 1st, the song is only allowed to be played one time a night. So the sign apparently went viral on Twitter, and it even got, you know, Miss Carrie's attention, honey. And it was retweeted with the caption, is this the war on Christmas I've heard about? <laughs> I sounded very um, Meredith from, uh, from uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Is this the war on Christmas I've heard about? <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I just cracked myself up. <laughs> so the singer responded with a photo of herself wearing armor in front of a fiery battlefield. For what it's worth, Stonely P's manager doesn't really have a problem with the song or with Christmas. But in an interview with Art, Art and Seek, Laura Garrison said that the All I Want ban is a combination of tradition and annoyance with the number of times the staff would have to hear the song during the last few months of each year. She goes on to say, you know, you get alcohol and people that want to hear Christmas songs in September. That's a no-go. The bar has also instituted a ban on two other songs, Frosty the Snowman and You Can't Roller Skate in a Buffalo Herd because a longtime customer likes to Gently annoy the staff by playing all three of those tracks every single day that he comes in. Every single day. No. Nope. No, sir. Don't do that. Why? Folks out there, have we not been through enough? <laughs> I mean, I have preached and I will preach again. Do not be an asshole to your bar staff, to your wait staff. This is not, this is not cute. So I'm in full support of this ban. You know? Like, that's, that's, yeah, don't do that to people. And I also get, like, the, because it happens at the gay bar, too. If there's a jukebox, we will, we will hear that. We will hear that MF song. And I'm sure there is a drag queen out in these streets performing it right now as I speak someplace, you know. And Stonely Peas apparently isn't the first or the only establishment that tries to avoid that particular song every year. In 2019, York Gin York, England, decided to ban any Christmas song that was recorded after the 1960s. Our lovely team are happy with the decision. They say lots of other shop staff are already going stir-crazy with the same Christmas hits being played on a loop. The, the shop director told the York Press. That said, if Mariah appeared in the shop, we might just overturn the band for a while and play All I Want for Christmas is You. Huh. Look at that. Little known fact, Mariah herself ha uh, hasn't pressed play on the song yet either. During a uh, 2018 appearance on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, she admitted that it's late November before she listens to her own holiday hit. I have this rule where I try to get through Thanksgiving, she said. I don't like when people rush it because once I start hearing or singing it, I don't stop until after the new year. Huh. Huh. You know what? Before the, before the Panini, before the Pandi, uh, Demi Lovato of it all, I would be all for this, but the pandemic, there there were no rules. And, you know, Christmas just brings me joy here. I've already been turned on the Ariana Grande Santa Tell Me. Um, yeah, 
I'm here for it though. I'm I'm definitely <laughs> I'm definitely here for it, right? And is Mariah Carey really singing that song anymore or is it just sweetener tracks all the way, right? I'm not mad at her. She's made her money. She's she's paid her dues, right? That wasn't shade. That was like she's she's paid, she's put in the time to put in that sweetener track and we and we have put in the time listening to it every year. So like, you know what? A delay and a ban I could be here for. And last but not least, and very odd, salmon have been spotted swimming across flooded road in Washington State. What? What? <laughs> I mean, as if it couldn't get any crazier. So apparently the scope's the Skokomish River has a tendency to flood during the annual salmon migration, which means that the fi- that the fish end up swimming across a Mason County road. So basically what's happened are the salmon are trying to go up the river. Brent Bauer from the National Weather Service in Seattle told Fox 13 Seattle. But when the river floods, they don't necessarily know what's the actual river channel and whatnot, so they just follow the water, and sometimes that water takes them across the road. This is really crazy to see. Uh, Y'all need to look this up, because it's just like salmon swimming up in the road, you know, like they're the cars. So the Skokomish River Basin gets an average of 100 to 120 inches of rain every year. According to the outlet, the river has become the most flood-prone in western Washington. I wonder if that's climate change, y'all. Climate change is real. Hello. Um, So there there have even been people noted as trying to catch the salmon as they do this, and this is not permitted, and we don't support this on In Your Mouth. Uh, people, Mark Downen, a district fish biologist with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, told Food and Wine in an email, state fisheries are closed unless opened by special regulation. There are no state opens for salmon in the Skokomish River at this time. You know, and they don't even know if these fish are edible. Like, I guess there's something. I've learned all about like peak chum salmon season. I don't even know what that is. Have y'all seen out there the salmon trend on on TikTok where people like are taking cooked salmon and rice and like Japanese mayo and like smashing it all together, heating it up with like a cube of ice in the microwave because that's a hack, I think. And and then, you know, just putting it in, you know, making like seaweed tacos of it all. Have you seen that? I don't uh, I don't know what's that about and why that's a trend, but that's apparently a thing. Um, yeah. And also Washington state is also saying that if you're there, uh, driving through running water is ill advised as is, uh, fishing salmon that is illegal. And with that, I think that's the best way to end food news update. Yes. It always amazes me how fast time flies on this podcast. I'm like, where did the time go? Or was I just running my mouth? Um, I don't even know, right? Um, I guess I guess I just like to talk. I, I had so much to cover today. Uh, but way back in the day, if you're new around here or you joined me late, I used to do uh, something called the Gossip Grill where I'd go to like 
you know, Us Weekly or Us Magazine, and they have a food section and gossip all about, like, what celebrities were eating. I was going to do a bunch of that today. Like, I'm just going to read these headlines, like, Adele picks these three McDonald's foods as her death row last meal. What? <laughs> we all know out there that my death row last meal are meats and cheeses for sure, and crusty breads and dips. Like, that's my last meal. And then, like, really decadent, like, chocolate cake, you know? Oh, my God, all the stars celebrating Diwali, um, which was, oh, my God, uh, which was such a miss on my part because with Jeevan last week, I forgot to talk about Diwali, and it's something I celebrate with my friend Navjit every year, and it's become one of my favorite traditions. And he even said, though, that he forgets till it comes up in the calendar because it's not the same every year, you know? But... All the stars, you know, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra um, had a major Diwali celebration. Do you know Priyanka Chopra has a cover of I Can't Make You Love Me? And it's a dance remix. Go out there and listen to that. <laughs> Inside my kitchen, Sarah Haynes makes game day chili in her Brooklyn kitchen. I like that, Sarah Haynes. Jeffrey Zakarian makes easy chicken tacos for Father's Day. Whitney Ford invites... I like. What? Why do we care? See, this all goes back to the Amberella of it all because the media, myself included, right, is shoving all of this info of what people are doing in their homes, how they're doing it, what it looks like, what they're cooking. And so when something, a major life event happens after or a major shift in a life event happens, then we feel like we need an explanation or something. And then what are those repercussions or what is the domino effect after that? You see, this proves my point to a T is what I'm saying. You know, um, what else is happening here on Us Food? Celebs who love pasta. Why do we care? <laughs> Bobby Flay left the Food Network after 27 years. Good for you, Bobby Flay, right? I like you. Alex Rodriguez jokes about his single life. I don't know what that has to do with food. I mean, I mean, I mean. Stars stuffing their faces. And then there's this, like, photo of some celebrity that I don't know with a massive piece of corn getting shoved in his mouth like he's about to suck a D. Like, who is that? <laughs> I had this whole thing planned, and now I can't do it because I'm out of time. Who is this? <laughs> oh, it's Michael Blue. Oh, my God. Folks, any of us listeners, before we go, you have to Google uh, this. Uh, Us Magazine celebrity news, cele celebrities stuffing their faces. Um, Michael Dububle uh, has this massive fat piece of corn on the cob that he's holding and it's like he's shoving it down his, thro his throat like like this is pornographic. Like you all, Us, Us Magazine, y'all did Michael <laughs> Michael Dububle wrong. <laughs> Where's the slideshow? I can't even give you the slideshow. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, Us Magazine heard me being shady, and so <laughs> they blocked me or something. I don't even know. <laughs> well, what a great day and another great episode it's been. I love y'all out there. I can't thank you enough for listening. And if you've made it this far into the episode, I, from the bottom of my heart, I don't think I say it enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Because if the stuff that's on the horizon really comes to fruition, it's 
it's partly because of you and you all listening and you all shouting me out and the few of you out there who talk to me. Talk to me. I love when people slide into my DMs. I really, really do. I say it all the time, but I really do. I try to respond to everybody, you know, uh, especially if you're cute because, you know, she's single and ready to mingle. And it just really means a lot. All the good wishes that you send me, all the articles. Some of you really are, are, are in it and send me things or, like, suggest people to me. I know some of you out there have friends that are LGBTQ people doing amazing things in the food space. They all don't have to have 400,000 followers or anything. There are people with very little followers that I invite on this pod, you know. It just so happens that lately, you know, since the podcast is growing, these are the type of people that it's attracting. And obviously, it's a, it's a success. It's a measure of success. And I'm honored to have anybody on this pod doing uh, amazing things. Even, even my guest today, who had to cancel last minute, right, because of, uh, you know, outlying circumstances. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just honored to... to talk to these people to connect to these with these people and honor too that uh these people let me carry their stories out there with them and you know sending good vibes out there to you all out there on this wednesday this beautiful wednesday in new york city um you know may may the good karma that's coming my way reflect back into you and your lives and in all your meals eat something delicious and healthy though because bulking season is coming and that cold weather makes it nobody want to work out hey sus cristos and with that all i have to say is thank you for listening to in yo mouth Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs>